Well, for weeks, I guess months now on this program, we've been warning you about a really bad idea that state officials have that could absolutely decimate the local farming community. It could forever alter local farming and food production here in Whatcom County as we know it. Um, and I think s- some of the folks who support it believe that uh, it would deal with some legal issues. And, and I think there are some people who believe that, that the reason that that needs to be done is to help fish. But when you look at the reality, and this is something that we've been explaining time and again here on the program, ultimately it would not help the, the, the state plan that we're talking about here would not help fish. It would harm fish. It would divide this entire community. It would end local food production and farming as we know it. There were just so many bad, bad things about this. Welcome back to the farming show. Dylan Honkoop with you here on KGMI. Um, p- please go check out the info if you're interested. Fishneedfarms.org is a website with, with background ish, uh, information on this issue. Joining me, you know, we've talked with the mayor of Bellingham uh, on this program recently about this and why, why, the, why the mayor and the, and the city have major concerns as well about this plan that the state has. You know, we've talked with various leaders in the farming world. Um, Farmer Greg Eby was on a few weeks back. Um, we've had Fred Lickle on here in our offices at Whatcom Family Farmers. Again, I'm Dylan Honkoop. I work for Whatcom Family Farmers and Safe Family Farming now, uh, doing advocacy. Um, but wanted to get a legal perspective and some big legal questions coming up with this whole process. It is a basically the, the state wants to sue uh, all water users in the Nooksack Basin to come up with some kind of priority list of who has the ability to use water, has access to water, and who doesn't, and in what order does that go in, in the likely scenario that people would start to have to be shut off. Yes, that's what we're talking about, the potential down the road for people being shut off from water access, particularly in the dry summer months. Joining me right now is attorney Bill Clark down in Olympia. He's an expert on these issues. He's been dealing with this stuff here in Washington State for a long, long time, and he knows as much or more about this than just about anybody in the state. Bill, welcome uh, to our conversation here this morning, and explain. A lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, you farmers, you're so worried about this process, which is a call, called adjudication, by the way. Um, the Farmers have been so worried about this process um, because they're saying, well, it'll stop a lot of these good things that are going on. And that's, some, that's one of the alarms that we've been sounding. They're saying, well, why can't we do all this good stuff, you know, stream restoration, help the salmon do all this other good stuff and do this state plan, this adjudication at the same time? That's right. Um, first off, good morning, Dylan. Good morning to all your listeners as well. Thanks for having me on the show. You bet. Um, so so folks know I'm an attorney in Olympia and the Whatcom County group that I represent is the Whatcom Ag Board, which is the coalition of six watershed improvement districts that have been created in Whatcom County uh, over the past 12 or 15 years. And so um, the the water rate adjudication process that you describe is a lawsuit. I, I agree with your summary of it. It's a lawsuit that the state files in Superior Court, in Whatcom County Superior Court, against all water users within a certain basin. So that would be within the Nooksack Basin. And so anybody who has a water right or thinks they have a water right has to then file to be a part of that lawsuit 
And if they don't participate in the lawsuit when it's all over, they don't have any water rights. So it requires all water users to file a claim within that lawsuit that's in Whatcom County Superior Court. And we'll put aside, I guess, how that adjudication would be conducted and the cost and how long it would take and, and kind of what some of the outcomes would be. You know, the, the reason why the watershed improvement districts um, were formed was in part to address not just the water rights and water quality and water quantity, water supply issues, but also water quality and habitat restoration and some of the flood management issues that are also really severe within, within Whatcom County. Right. And so they've been developing along with um, the county and the city and working with ecology and the tribes have been participating in this a process called drainage-based management so that within a particular basin, not only would you address water rights and water supply, both water supply for farming, but water supply for municipal purposes and water supply for in-stream flow or for fish purposes, but mm-hmm. also protecting habitat, restoring habitat, addressing water quality, and dealing with flood management issues all within a basin. And so, you know, the modern trend in natural resource and environmental issues is not to singularly look at one issue, i.e. we're going to quantify everybody's water rights in a lawsuit that would take 25 years, let's say, Mm -hmm. and do nothing about those other issues during the meantime. At the end of the day, at the adjudication, you'd have, you know, a list, an order of who has which water rights as to what quantity and with what priority date and under water law in Washington, the oldest water right gets their water first and then the next oldest and then the next oldest. Establishing those priority dates and quantities, it doesn't do anything to protect water quality. It may not result in in-stream flow improvements in the places where fish need in-stream flow improvements. It doesn't restore habitat. It doesn't address the flood issues. And so what um, what the WIDs were established to work on was a more comprehensive type of solution. Yeah. Um, there's an alternative to the adjudication that's been proposed by Ecology, and the, the alternative has been proposed by the Whatcom County Executive, and it's a settlement framework that instead of doing a water rights adjudication over the next you know 20 to 30 years, you would have a settlement discussion to address water supply and water quality and habitat restoration in a way that would have benefits for fish. Now, and and people, I think a lot of folks' understanding of uh, habitat restoration in the Nooksack Basin and the farming community's involvement, I think a lot of people's understanding of that is probably 20 or 30 years out of date. Just be from the responses that I hear, they think that farmers aren't really plugged in, they aren't really involved, and things have changed so much in the last couple of decades with, and particularly more recently with the formation, like you said, of of the watershed improvement districts, the projects that they're working on, the things that they're doing. I encourage people to go to farmersforreal.org to see some of that stuff. And, you know, that's just a, a quick sample of some of the stuff that's been going on. So there's a lot of good stuff happening. Why can't that all keep happening then? Bill, if there, well, and, and again, we're talking with Bill Clark here on, on the farming show this morning, Dylan Honkoop with you here on KGMI. Why, why can't, you know, if a, a adjudication doesn't accomplish all those things, like you said, and, and it sounds like what adjudication accomplishes is very minimal, just, you know, what quantity and in what order with all these other questions unanswered, but why can't we keep working on all that stuff at the same time? Well, first, you know, like a lot of things in life, it does come down to time and money, right? Mm. And the WIDs are funded by landowners, right? So landowners that are within those watershed improvement district areas pay 
uh, an assessment on a per acreage basis that funds the work of the WIDs. And they were created to work on a kind of multiple benefit solution under this drainage-based management approach, which is similar in many ways to the settlement that the Whatcom County Executive recently proposed. Mm. Um, Simply put, there's not enough time and there's not enough money to do both, right? Mm. I mean, in the adjudication, if you're a – whether you're a farmer or if you have a water system that you own or you have a private well or you're a city – you have to have legal representation. You have to hire that attorney. That attorney has to enter an appearance in superior court to represent you, to show your evidence of a water right, to show your history of use, and then to dispute other legal claims that competing water users may raise. Um, and and it's a very costly, very lengthy process. Um, you know, the the WIDs have been successful in getting a lot of participation within the farming community in all sorts of different issues. But there are limits to how much people can afford to pay. They can't. I don't think people can afford to pay both to keep the woods in operation, do a lot of the habitat and in-stream flow restoration projects that the woods have done, and then also start funding everybody having their own water rights attorney at the same time. It's just it, it's just too much to ask of yeah. of farmers or of cities or of other types of businesses that own water rights. Well, and even beyond the cost, isn't there just a legal disincentive as well? Because like you're saying, everybody, if, if somebody wants to have the chance of having access to water after the uh, whole adjudication process would be done, they have to get legal representation and go to court and defend their water right. Otherwise, it will be gone through that process. So... Uh, most water users then, because they want to keep using their water, are going to ha- you know lawyer up. They're going to have legal representation because of, I think you just mentioned it, uh, state laws like relinquishment. They're going to have to prove that they've used a certain amount of water. Otherwise, if they can't prove that amount, then it'll be taken away potentially in uh, an ultimate uh, ruling. So everyone is going to be incentivized to u- be using and prove that they're using as much water as possible, and they're going to be disincentivized to work together with anybody else because they're going to be trying to protect their own position through the end of some kind of settlement. I mean, I think people understand that from other kinds of court cases. Once something goes to court, everyone kind of goes to their corner, right? Yeah, I mean that's just that's the nature of the legal process, and that's why, frankly, that's why the state has really not done a lot of water right adjudications in the past fifty years, right? Because I think the modern trend in improving natural resources is not just to focus singularly on on water rights, but it's to look more broadly at what actually improves habitat and in stream flows and addresses water quality. Um, so, I, you know, I think the the other thing to keep in mind is. Um, this adjudication would also – it wouldn't just address farmers' water rights. It would also address surface and groundwater rights, including water rights held by cities for their future growth, water rights that people have for their own private wells, for exempt wells, the kinds of water uses that were at issue in the Hearst decision. Um, so it's not something that just affects the farm community. It, it affects the entire community very broadly. It's interesting that we aren't hearing more from some of those other segments. You know, certainly we as a farming community have been very outspoken about this and will continue to be. Um, Haven't heard a lot from, I guess we've heard from the city of Bellingham. I would love to hear more from others because, yeah, it's not just farming using water here. It's, It's the cities, it's our industries, it's homeowners, it's a lot of different folks. And you're saying the all of these people will have to defend their rights uh, and ability to use water, not just the farming community. 
Yeah, and and you know, to your point on on you know the the inability of people to invest in solutions while a, while a lawsuit's going on, you know, for example, there have been some projects that some of the uh, watershed improvement districts have done to take surface water rights, convert them to groundwater. So the withdrawal of that water, which is a, a valid water right that can be taken directly from a creek. Um, so that water is instead withdrawn from a deeper groundwater well, so it has less of an impact on that creek during key times of yeah. the year. And then in addition to that, that deeper groundwater well can be pumped in an additional amount to directly supplement that small creek, the in-stream flow of that small creek. Yeah. Those kind of solutions, um, if the if the underlying legal validity of that water right is now subject to court decision – there's not going to be in the, the money or time to invest in those types of water resource management solutions. Um, and frankly, some of the municipal purveyors, um, Whatcom PUD, Birch Bay Water and Sewer District, you know, they're looking at how, how can their water rights be used not only to help uh, provide water for agriculture, but also water for in-stream flows, right. um, moving water around the county. Again, if their focus is to just to protect their water rights in court, they're not going to have the ability to invest in the kind of water infrastructure that is necessary for those kind of solutions. And, and frankly, other parts of the state have done a much better job developing water infrastructure to move water around to where it's needed um, than than Whatcom County well, has. Well, that's and, what I've been hearing. Like an adjudication here in this watershed, in this basin, is going to be much harder if if one of the big goals is maintaining in-stream flows to protect fish. We do not have any sort of reservoir to help supplement, to help augment our streams and keep those flows up in the summer when things are low, like a lot of these other areas do. So how, you know, we talk about the amount of of water that could be, um, if we want to call it missing from the river uh, in times of low flow, particularly August, September, which is also a very crucial time for fish. If you shut everybody off, the amount of water that they use isn't anywhere close to how much more the river needs in it. Um, that leaves us in a really difficult position to be able to, to to solve that issue, even with an adjudication, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean the lack of the lack of water storage within the Nooksack Basin, you know, compared to the Yakima Basin or the Skagit Basin or the Cedar River Basin, puts the Nooksack puts the water user community um, at a real disadvantage. You just don't have the flexibility to store water, and so that's why people are looking at. You know, projects for groundwater storage, projects for withdrawal of deep groundwater to move it into other places of the county, and then to look at okay, during August, during September, where do you where do you need to invest in restoring in-stream flows to make the biggest difference for fish, and then work on projects to do that. The thing about an adjudication is um, it could indirectly increase in-stream flows by eliminating people's water rights, and so if you eliminate people's water rights or reduce their water rights. The, the outcome of that is less water use and therefore some increased in-stream flows. But will it happen in the places that you want it to happen? Will it happen at the time you want it to happen? You don't really know. So and that's, I think, the thing to keep in mind is I think, I think you know, from a legal perspective, um, as I mentioned, we have a prior appropriation-based system where, where water rights are based on the date of priority in the, in the Nooksack Basin and elsewhere in Washington State – the senior most water rights will be held by federally reserved uh, by by federally recognized tribes mm-hmm. by the Lummi Nation by the Nooksack Nation. This adjudication would establish 
on reservation and likely off reservation in stream flow water rights to fulfill the treaty purposes with the tribes. When those flows are not met, then water rights junior to those water rights would have to be curtailed or eliminated. Same with the state's in-stream flow, which is a 1985 in-stream flow. Again, if that in-stream flow level is not met, anybody with a water use junior to 1985 would be curtailed. Hmm. So, you know, exactly how that would be done uh, has not really been explained. And I think before the state embarks on this, you know, 25-year lawsuit to figure that out, I think people need to understand that a lot better. Well, is it possible cities actually themselves may be cut off as well, not just farms or, uh, you know, other uses that a city could be shut off from water? I mean, it, that has happened in the Yakima Basin to some, at least a couple cities I'm aware of mm. in the Yakima Basin because of the adjudication there. That's one of the questions that's been asked, but not yet, I think, explained by the Department of Ecology or, or the Attorney General's office is there are certain specific protections for municipal water rights. So water rights held by you know cities, water districts, PUDs. But there is a provision that those types of protections do not apply when there's a water rights adjudication. And so mm-hmm. I think that's what's prompted the, the position of some of the municipal purveyors to instead support a more comprehensive water rights solution that includes water quality and habitat restoration. So that's why I think there's a lot more, from the local perspective, there's a lot more interest, I think, in in the settlement proposal that the county executive has put out than the proposal that the Department of Ecology has put out. Absolutely. Bill Clark uh, with us here on The Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, Bill, we are out of time. Uh, Before we run, though, you know, if people want to be engaged in this issue, if people want to speak out if people want to say hey you know state officials why are you doing this what should they be doing right now who should they be talking to what kinds of things should they be doing well a couple things one is i think some of the information that local groups uh in whatcom county have put on their websites is really helpful uh whether it's the ag water board or the WIDs, or the groups that you work with, Dylan. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I would check in with your locally elected officials, your state representatives, and your state senator. And then ultimately, the decision right now is, will the legislature provide funding for ecology to start this water right adjudication? Um, It's not that a bill needs to pass the legislature. It's a lawsuit that the attorney general can file. The question is, will the legislature fund it? Our view, our hope from the agricultural sector is that instead of funding a lawsuit, the state decides to fund a solution. Mm. And that's what we're going to keep working on. And I think that's the message that our state leaders at a variety of different levels need to hear loud and clear. Again, Bill Clark, he's an attorney, uh, deals with uh, water issues and a lot of other natural resource stuff down in Olympia. Thank you so much for your time on the program this morning. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Dylan. Take care.